Greetings and shalom to everyone. Tonight, or morning or afternoon, wherever you find yourself, I want to bring to you a message. It's a message that I believe it is very important and necessary for our survival in the age that we find ourselves as a church. Race and also as the remnant that God has set aside in his last days for his wonderful works. Today's message I want to entitle title as the power of the cross. I believe the cross is a subject that has been treated by a lot of spirit-filled men head across a lot of places. However, most of us have downgraded and downplayed the efficacy of the gospel of the cross. I believe that as we dive into the scriptures and we break and analyze the fundamental truth in the gospel, in the holy scriptures, we will receive illumination through the truth and the truth will set us free. Let's open most to the key scriptures that will be brooding over by the aid of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, and first chapter of Romans, verse 16. I read. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. I read. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who perish, but to those who are being saved is the power of God. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to the Jews and the Gentiles. Blessed be the name of the Lord and unto his word. Now this is Apostle Paul speaking to the church, specifically to the church of Corinth and the church of Romans, where he makes his, his position exposition on the revelation he got through Christ, even though he had never had opportunity to walk and dine with Christ, but through the Damascus encounter, through grace, the Bible says grace located him and brought him to a realm of understanding and revelation where he could decipher the mysteries of the death, the resurrection of Christ. 
Now, the Apostle Paul says something. It says that for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, these are the things I want you to highlight if, if you are following wherever you are. The message of the cross. Highlight it. The foolishness to those who are perishing. Those who are perishing, highlight it. And highlight unto us being saved. And finally, the power of God. These are the things that we would have to ponder over to understand. And I believe if we dive deeper, we dive deeper, the Holy Spirit will give us utterance and give us illumination to bear the mysteries of his scripture. Now, there is a message that the apostle or the early fathers, the founding fathers were communicating and they were running on, that is the gospel of the cross. The cross is the embodiment of Christ and his work for the 33 years that he walked upon the surface of the earth as a man God. It is a message that brings about a transformative power of God into the life of humanity. And Apostle Paul made it very clear that unto some section of the human race, that redemptive power of Christ on the cross is foolishness. And to another aspect of the human race, or another section of the human race, is the aspect where the power of God through Christ's work on the cross is revealed unto. Now, to understand this, we come to analyze why there are two sections of people. Now, when Christ died on the cross, simply what he did was to bring about a new creation where it was not under the influence of the God of this world or the kingdom of this world. And through the cross, humanity met divinity, resulting in a new creation under the leadership of Christ through the cross. Now, believers have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light under the oasis or under the rulership of Christ in God. So when Apostle Paul says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those in the world, what he's just trying to say is they don't see the essence or the importance of the cross. Now let's jump to the next verse that we pick, um, our fundamental scripture, Romans chapter 1 verse 16. That makes us understand that the Apostle Paul was just addressing and highlighting what he had already told the Corinth. He said that 
for I am not ashamed of this gospel. What gospel? The gospel of Christ on the cross. The gospel of the cross. Because in it carries the power of God that brings salvation, note, to everyone, not some, but to everyone who believes. That is the clause that I want us to note. Who believes? First to the Jews and to the Gentiles, that is to say that to all. Though the power of God through his mercies is to reach out to all. But the requirement for us to receive that power and the redemptive work that Christ did on Calvary from 2,000 years ago is under the clause of belief. The scripture says that with the heart you believe and with the mouth you confess that Christ is Lord and has been resurrected by the Spirit of God and is seated at the right hand side of God. And through that, the Bible says that everlasting life is made unto thee. Now I want us to dive deeper to understand the, the, the scriptures that we just read. Um, let's follow um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. The Bible says a lot there. So the first point that I want us to understand that God reveals his power through the, the cross. The world expects a complex process to salvation. The world relies on a lot of diversity to solve its image problem, which is derived from the fall of man. The use of medical approaches to heal sicknesses, which most of them are being driven and overseen by demonic powers, going through intense sessions with psychologists and psychiatrists to deal with certain issues and traumas of life, rehab therapy, those going through all kinds of addictions, rigorous studies and working to find a stepping stone to find a pivoting point to escape the, 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 the stress of life, to live a comfortable life by having something to make an ends meet. Now, I'm not saying that this is bad, but however, this is as a result of man's fallen nature from the, the grace of God, as we saw in the book of Genesis, when Adam fell from um, glory, and the Bible says that he was moved out of Eden, where it was his natural habitat, where God ministered to his authority everything that was in the garden. Now, the question I want to ask is. Are we truly saved as a race, as a people, as a nation, 
as an institution, as a family, are we saved? And that is the answer you need to think. Deep within you, ask yourself that question. Now, there's something that the scripture makes reference and highlights that the power of God has a continuous work in our life, even after salvation. So the power of God is a continuous process. It has a continuous mandate in our life. If you look at the scripture, it says that The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but unto us who are being saved, it is the power of God. So we are in a process of salvation where we need to have the word constantly working in and out of us to bring us to a perfect state in Christ. So, you know, you can have salvation. Some of us um, can receive Christ as a Lord and personal Savior and still go through certain complex issues to have some struggle with lust, um, go through some demonic harassment and demonic whisperings, confusing us, diverting our original path and our original purpose in Christ. But this is what the scripture says that we are being saved by the power of the gospel. So whenever we we fail to appreciate the gospel, to go to the cross, to seek insight in the gospel, we miss the fullness of Christ. We only come to the fullness of the gospel of Christ as the Holy Spirit reveals unto us. And we can focus on some scriptures, Ephesians 4, 13, and Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Ephesians 4, 13, that says that until we attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to a mature or to a measure of stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. That is to say, there's a, a, a stature which God expects us to get to, which is the fullness of Christ. So from the point of salvation until the time of rapture when our Lord and Master Jesus is going to come and call for the, the church without spot, the church ready to be presented to the Heavenly Father. We need to come to the state as a church, as a people, a state of perfection in the fullness of Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 says that for in him all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form and in him we have been made complete and he is the head over all rule and authority so in the embodiment of christ the fullness of god and 
for us to have the fullness of God be revealed in us through the Holy Spirit. We need to die deeper. We need to grow in Him. And that is done through the gospel. And this is one of the things that in our age, in our time, that the God of this world is fighting and is working tirelessly, I mean, against the spread of the gospel and the receiver of the gospel. We have to also note that the only technology God has provided to mankind through Christ can be this grand, this this disregarded and taken for nothing or seen as foolishness. Why am I saying this? This is because the God of this world, that is Satan, has the necessary firewalls, as I will put it, in place to make man believe and think man can live without using God's prescribed technology through the cross on earth. That is to say that the ways that God has set through his gospel to redeem us because of this God of this world, men refuse to appreciate and to take it because they see it as foolishness. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4 highlights the existence of the God of this world. The question is, have you ever been through a tough situation where you are reluctant to rely on God's power in the gospel? I believe we've all been through that situation where we we cling to the intelligence of this world rather than first seeking the intelligence of the Father through this gospel. There is a mystery that the gospel presents to us that is far above every other wisdom on this earth. Furthermore, as we dive deeper, it is my prayer that every veil preventing you from seeing the gospel will be lifted over your eyes right now. That every bondage of the God of this world will be broken and the burden placed upon you from, from reaching out to the gospel will be lifted. That you will come to know the truth and the truth will set you free. According to the book of Romans, it says that the Apostle Paul made us understand that we are not to be ashamed of the gospel. Now, that is to say that people who are ashamed don't experience the power of the cross. Jesus made it very clear that if you reject me or are shy to proclaim me to the world, I will also deny you before the Father because you have denied me. And a lot of people in this generation, a lot of believers are denying Christ because of the systems of this world. They would rather seek to please men in the world to acquire the riches of the world rather than to please God and to attain all the riches through God. 
Now there's an emphasis that I want us to place that I want us to navigate through the books of the scriptures. Luke chapter 23, verse 32, 34, um, highlights a wonderful scenario at the final moment of our Lord and Master Jesus Christ as he was hanged upon the tree where he drew his last breath and gave his life that he will redeem us. The Bible says that on that very wondrous time, the master was on the cross and he was next or he was crucified with two entities, two criminals representing two sections of the race that we have. And these two criminals, as stated in the Bible, were all sinners. The Bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it is only through Christ that these two sinners metaphorically represent the those who see the gospel as foolishness and those who receive the gospel and unto that the power of the gospel brings about salvation according to that which that is written in first corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. i just wanted to digress a little bit to just touch on those ones now you come to understand that there were two criminals one he saw the christ and said if you are the christ save us he ridiculed christ even though he was at his point of death he was perishing according to what he said and many of us in a state where we are going through hardship instead of us humbling ourselves and coming to the cross we rather i mean look down on the cross Sadly, the people of the world, people who haven't yet received the salvation grace of the gospel, are actively doing that, refusing, rejecting, ridiculing the power of God through His Son Jesus Christ. But ah, there's salvation for somebody, because the Bible says that there was a criminal who, after all the ridicule and through his pain, throwing his final breath, realized something. He saw something. He saw that this man is a just man. This man is a man that did not do any sin, did not go through any any kind of illegal works. He was cleansed. He was holy. He was pure, a lamb of God who had been slain before the foundations of the earth. He had the insight and he said, Master, I want to be where you are. I need salvation. Remember me when you go into your kingdom. And at that very moment in time, the Bible says that, and Jesus turned to him. You know what? What Jesus is looking at is that you will humble yourself in your situation and come to him and ask. The Bible says that, and Jesus said, this very moment, you will be with me in paradise. That is to say that he was the first person under the workings of God to come into the kingdom. God is not looking 
at any kind of sanctimonious religious act, all that he's requiring is just a step of humility. Acknowledging that you have done it with your strength and your strength, what is the Adamic nature has failed and you are looking to see him redeem you from that low state. The Bible says, the psalmist says that, and he took me from the pit, the miry clay, and set me on the rock that is high. That rock is Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And there are four, four, four things that I want us to look here. The criminal that attracted Jesus. The Bible says that one, the criminal wasn't shy of his criminal or his current state. He did not hold back in defending Jesus. He spoke out and defended Jesus. Are you defending Jesus? He acknowledged his current state or problem at hand. Are you acknowledging and accepting that you need saving? You need help from the, the Lord Almighty Jesus. The Bible says that he feared God, that is to say he revered God. It's the fear of God with you. The Bible says that the fear of God is the beginning of what wisdom and knowledge. And through that you shall receive truth, and the truth will bring about deliverance. The last and the final part. He took an initiative to ask God for mercy. Most of us are carrying pride within us that you are going through certain addiction or you feel you are too high to come on your knees and cry out to the Father. You have done all you can do, but that pride is holding you back. Jesus is saying that, lay it aside at the cross. Come to the cross and lay it there. And proclaim unto him the Father, I have tried it all, my strength. I have done it. I've gone to all the doctors and I cannot take it out. The Bible says that the woman with the issue of the blood has spent all her money, her human wisdom. The human wisdom taught her to go to the hospital, to go to all the doctors, but she could not be saved. And the Bible says that anyway, she saw the living word, which carried the cross for 33 years. He says that if I may touch the hem of his garment, if I may come to the cross, I will have my healing and I will have my deliverance and I will have my salvation. The power of cross, the power of the cross. And the Bible says that immediately as she took the step, she took the initiative to touch the hem of his garment. The Bible says that instantly, virtue left Christ Jesus and entered into her and there was a supernatural transformation. I came to submit to you. That Christ is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He is the same forevermore. He is still in the business of working miracles. Only if you will yield to the promptings of the Spirit. You see, the cross is the power of the ability of God to turn around lives 
and to change issues that are condemned by men. It is done by the works of the Holy Spirit. Believing and receiving the truth is what brings about salvation. John chapter 8 verse 72 says, You shall know the truth and it will self free. This has to do with the heart and the actions towards what we believe within. So it is an action of the heart. The question that you who have to ask yourself and seek the answer is how many times have I spoken or said that Christ is Lord but deep within he is not Lord I believe most of us when we were kids or if you have a child would have requested or asked for something way beyond our parents capability but we still had faith that because they were our parents they would provide unto us you know the redemptive power of the cross is for all according to the word that we read he said that first unto the jews and to the gentiles the gospel does not separate it does not put some aside it is all who come to receive it doesn't matter your social status or your, the level of your sin or the predicament that you're walking with. The cross can cater for it all. It all ends at the cross. The cross bestows upon us the state of righteousness. That is the right standard according to God to possess the blessing on earth beyond and also beyond the earth. Romans chapter 1 verse 17 makes us understand that. Now there's a question that has to be answered. Why is it that the cross is tagged by those who are perishing as foolishness despite its redemptive power? And they are four things that we can highlight. See, they have another God, which is the God of this world. Blinded by the truth. Blinded from the truth. And because of that, they disbelieve. It takes believing to receive the truth. And their lack of intimacy with the Father that is to say, the absence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible makes us understand that in First Samuel chapter 28, that the king saw lose the Spirit of God, he lose the presence of God, and as a matter of fact, the Bible says a distressing spirit came upon him, and I believe it's an evil spirit that was leading him. And the Bible says that in that time, the prophet Samuel died, and the saw that we know lack 
counsel and the Bible says that he sought for a medium. In our time, we have people going to soothsayers, people going to witch doctors, people going to witches, um, to, to card readers, to have tarot cards, to have all kinds of card palm reading, using the horoscope and all kinds of, I mean, crazy mediums. Whereas the spirit of a living God is available unto us. And the Bible says that the woman conjured or the spirit of the prophet. And the prophet came and said, why do you trouble me? He said that the spirit of God has departed. And all the prophets are not seeing. You see, any time that the relationship with the father is cut short, our life becomes a living hell. A lot of people are going through hell on earth. And that is not the wish of the Father. The Father is longing and is yearning that he will have a constant fellowship with man. And that is the essence of the cross. The cross came to restore whatever situation that you find yourself. It doesn't matter how far you have moved away from the kingdom of God or the spirit of God. But my Bible says that the prodigal son repented in his heart and took the initiative to return to the Father. And the Bible says that as he was far off, sign the Father saw. You know, the Father is always looking to and fro to see those who yield to him. Prompt in your heart, this very moment, the Father will meet for us to not see the gospel as foolishness, we need to have a deeper hunger and desire for the living waters that Christ presents unto us. Note, Jesus was the only man who walked on earth or walked on earth with his sole purpose to die. No other man came into this world and no other man will come into this world for the purpose of dying, I believe you all have a purpose of doing great things. And he carried the burden of the cross for 33 years. With all integrity to the end. To make sure that our salvation and our deliverance is unquestionable. And by reason of this, we can stand boldly and say we are not ashamed of what he did. We can stay under the cross and have our salvation and nothing can question it. Now the final to close, the final question is, even though the power of the gospel is to us, why are believers still perishing and some going through pain and going through sufferings? I believe that these things, um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me womb of prayer and he said a lot of Christians fail to walk in the light of the word by my leaders that is the leaders of the Holy Spirit see most believers are trying to walk in the light by themselves that is to say by the Adamic nature the worldly intelligence that is seen in first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19 that puts the intelligence of the world first before the intelligence of Christ or God to failure to fully yield to the cross. 
there's a part in a lot of believers that has to be yielded to God through the cross. Until we yield to God through the cross, Christ cannot have full lordship over our life. The Bible says that Caleb in the book of Judges had to pull down the, the gods or the idols of his father's house, which they worshiped. Even though they were God's chosen, they had idols they, they served. And because of that, salvation could not come to Israel because Israel's salvation came through a man. Most of us, God has called us to be a vessel of change. But certain idols that we have, certain secret things that we have, addictions that we have, certain things that have taken the place of God, because God is a jealous God. The Bible says in the scriptures that serve God. You can't serve two masters, God and mama. Most of us, we are seven, the God of this world. We have to come to a point of living a life that is a constant life of sacrifice unto God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Christ, through the cross, made available such a precious refined technology through grace and through the message of the Father. And as part of the requirement of having the right configurations to assess the technology by subscribing to the ideal body that is the gadget compliant to the technology that Christ presented unto us. It is our most important priority that we present ourselves to be removed and to be upgraded by the Holy Spirit, by the renewal or by updating our former Adamic nature, that is the Adamic operating system that we are operating upon, our current gadgets, that is our body and our life, by an act of obedience through our daily sacrifice. It is the Holy Spirit who is a point of contact on earth to engage the transformative words in our lives. John chapter 14 verse 16 to 20 makes it very clear that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you towards you. He will convict the world. He will bring you to a state of perfection in Christ. To bear witness that which that you cannot understand, he will present it unto you. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes to move and to make necessary reforms in us. That we will be made compliant to the will and the legislation of the Father in heaven that ensures us access to the promises in the scriptures. Note, the Holy Spirit is gentle and eager to hear you. And all he requires that you will welcome him into your life. Because he is knocking patiently at the door of your heart. Revelation 3, verse 20 to 22. Tonight, this very moment, the Holy Spirit is knocking. Allow God, Jesus, to take lordship over your life and surrender to the will and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Then, and only then, can you assess that technology of the cross which brings about the redemptive power of God 
into your life to see the manifestations of the promises of God and the blessings of God in your life. I pray that you will receive the supernatural enablement to receive that grace. In the mighty name of Jesus, God bless you, God restore you, and let every kind of demonic power jump gold upon your life be broken as you hear this voice. Stay blessed. Cheers.